if somebody of Quan watches this, you can, you can make this a lot more active. That'd be pretty great. I know there's a lot of people from the community, at least more people from the community that are actually building stuff, thinking of QuantorScan. And I heard from QuantorScan that there's other people <clears throat> also diving in more and more. So maybe it's an idea to feature some of these projects, maybe even do some interviews. Gentlemen, comrades, welcome to episode five of the Quanti Show. Today we are packed with updates from Quant, Quant updates, and it's pretty amazing to see, as you can see in the title, that the Quant Developer Twitter is active again. Um, that has been a while, and well, if you watch this show for a bit, we we're actually talking about this last couple of episodes, but it's been pretty quiet on the developer front. It seemed. Um, on the back end, it appears they have been working. There have been updates. They just haven't been published yet. Um, so we're going to have a look on those updates today. Also, uh, Celine Justice, uh, the marketing person for uh, for Quant, is uh, pretty active on Twitter. She also follows the Quanti show, apparently, which is pretty cool. Um, she also had something to say as to the latest update. We'll get to, uh, to the contents of that in a bit. We're going to look at price. And after price, uh, we have a look at what Tim wrote. Tim made a new article. You can find the link in the description. It's published on our blog, part of the website. Um, and there is a nice happy accidental coincidental coincidence between that Andrew's article on um, their marketing strategy when it came to Cybos and the term staking. So we will look at that as well. And um, at the same time, right now on our Twitter, there is a poll going around and we need your opinion. So be sure to check that out. We'll leave the link to the tweet in the description if we remember. And uh, your contributions are very much appreciated. If you're clicking, do also click the subscribe of abonneren. If you're Dutch, make sure to leave a comment and a like, all that good stuff. And uh, let's get cracking. So Tim, Brother, how's life? How's life? Pretty well. Um, we just moved on. It's another boring week somewhere in February. <laughs> I'm still not assigned to a new, uh, well, to a new job, so it's not that I'm, I'm still employed. I'm still getting my money. I'm just getting passive income for doing nothing at the moment, which is <laughs> kind of weird um, because I'd rather be assigned to a task right now and just work for uh, whoever. Uh, but that's still a waiting game, I guess. So I could work uh, a little bit on, uh, well, the Comfy Show, the website, uh, write a new blog. You're finally getting that paid to of... work on the Comfy Show. That's yeah, the deal exactly. right I'm, now. I, I, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they pay pretty well, I must say. <laughs> no, but I've just been, uh, it was time, it's been time for hobbies. And I'm just finding peace with myself. Yeah. Pretty chill, actually. It, it could be worse. Uh, so yeah. all is good. I think the market is also doing well, if I'm looking at it. Really? Um, well, I, I mean, it's not, it's not it's 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 not too terrible, really. And yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just chill. It feels like. Uh, Are you shitcoin peddling, Tim? Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not. <laughs> I, I am no. And, and and to start with that, I'm still really curious for whatever Galileo is doing. If we're talking about shitcoins, though, 
they have uh, no <laughs> not 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 that they are shit coins but <laughs> sorry shot fired <laughs> no 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 i'm uh, uh, but i'm really oh dear Medic! <laughs> Oh dear, it's going to be a, an episode like this. No, but they will announce their new token distribution this week. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that, actually. And uh, let's see what yeah. uh, that will bring. So yeah, life's pretty yeah. short, I guess. And lots of good Seriously. stuff uh, going on in the background. And we'll have to see. How are you? Doing well. Well enough. Went to the, how do you say, emergency room this morning. My daughter, Kita, she fell in the playground. I mean, she's five years old. She's supposed to fall. Uh, it was only the second time that she had a nick in her head. Uh, like when she was way younger, she nicked her eyebrow. Today, she had like this big bump and uh, mm. the thing got glued and everything is uh, everything is fine. So that was, uh, well, not all too um, cool start of the day. But no, man, besides that, I'm doing well. Um, enjoying myself in Elder Scrolls Online, doing the family uh, thing, staying at home daddy, getting uh, more and more used to that every week, which is also nice. And uh, I'm happy with, with what Quant is doing. I'm almost, almost always happy with what Quant is doing, but I think there is a lot of uh, very, very bullish in my opinion developments going on one of them is obviously the first topic of this video uh, the developer twitter being back um, I, I, th I think that's a good sign that has been dormant for quite some time and that them picking that up again I think it's, it's a lot gives me a warm and fuzzy feeling inside um, mm, definitely, so, yeah. yeah no, all, all in all doing pretty well uh, I was pretty excited to go uh, do a English coffee show again yeah and i think the show is pretty packed the the markets themselves i don't know if i'm as positive as you are um I'll, we'll get to that in the middle of the show if you want to jump ahead there's timestamps everywhere um yeah, sure. make use of them if you want um, oh yeah, shitcoins. I almost got sucked in. I'm in this this terrible shitcoin project called Crypto Strike. Um, oh yeah, that they had they had a terrible launch and that something went wrong with the market making, um, and the coin got cloned and 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 the sell price was wrong and it, it was a shit show. So they decided to halt all liquidity and they begin all over again. Uh, just a really short version. It's going to be a play-to-earn version of Counter-Strike, so Global Offensive. Um, so I thought it was interesting, so I, I, I threw in a little bit of, uh, of cash. And in the end, only 55 investors remained or something like that. But that's not what I was on about. There, there was a, a guy who was in there, and he was like, yeah, dude, I got this other project. Um, maybe you want to check it out. Uh, I almost got sucked in there. And then I read the white paper and it was more like reading a comic book um, where the utility was actually just only um, how to make coin number go up, um, burn mechanics already, um, how do you say, programmed. From the beginning, no utility, no use case. 
<laughs> yeah, it was just terrible, terrible, terrible. And when I told those guys, um, maybe you want a rose, sorry, a rose they had. Maybe you want a shieldy in your Telegram group to keep the bots out. They're like, no, no, we got we to gotta plan to deal with bots when, when the sale starts. I'm like, okay, but why would you want to wait? And then it dawned on me and it could very well be that they wanted to have a full chat, et cetera, so that they let the bots maybe bleed in deliberately. I don't know. It's uh, it, it, it just more red flags than China to me. That sounds like, wonderful. Yeah, I was like, like no, I, need, project, so. I, I need to get the fuck out of there. Um, oh, yeah, and, and a separate will group for people that invest big so they have more influence over the project. I was like... <laughs> gave me shivers down my spine anyway there's a lot of those projects pumping apparently because we're like will room is is that still a thing like will room that was will will room is will room is still there yeah yeah but yeah yeah. i i I don't know if it's uh i i am in there not sure if it's still active haven't seen it because everybody is right now uh guppy room probably everybody's scared out of their minds still there's a lot of disbelief everywhere. I'm curious if we're actually in that phase of the market. We'll, we will see. But yeah, now we'll get the price in a bit. Um, shall we have a look at what's been going on? Sure. No right. gaming. Last minute, <laughs> no gaming uh, highlights. Nobody no, no, wanted to join no. you with uh, all this. Ah. No, man. No, man. I'm... Uh, I'm playing solo on my uh, <laughs> my Stam Sork PVE werewolf build. Honestly, I kind of feel your struggle right now because, well, I'm the only one, like, pretty much everyone in my environment is kind of working or busy during daytime, and I'm you know, yeah. I'm gaming on my own, and that's fine. I mean, I mean, I can do like story modes and stuff, but it's yeah. different. Like, um, rather play with friends. Nah, anyway, hey, let's. Uh, Kick it off. I mean, it's kind of Quampy Show content in a way. Uh, if we yeah, yeah, join yeah. the Quampy Retirement Club, then we're all will be playing on our own. So I think we need to hashtag QRC twenty one, baby. I think we need some kind of QRC twenty one Discord where all the retired people can game together in the future. Okay, let's let's go into the. Into uh, all right, the, all right, all right, all right. So as you can potatoes. see, Quant developers. Hi, we've been quiet for a while, making great things happen. So here's an avalanche, wink, wink, of release notes, which is uh, pretty funny. Um, and then they got the overledger release notes, and we'll dive into those for a bit. Um, I am curious to see when their last activity. They have 10K followers. That's, that's decent. Um, so four hours ago, and the last one was November 23rd. November 2nd, October 24th. So they have only been posting updates and they hadn't posted anything effectively since December. Um, I do hope they will be sharing other stuff than just updates. The, just updates. Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. If you is dev, then quant developers dot include you. Um, so yeah, if, if 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 somebody of Quan watches this, 
you can, you can make this a lot more active. That'd be pretty great. I know there's a lot of people from the community, at least more people from the community that are actually building stuff, thinking of QuantorScan. And I heard from QuantorScan that there's other people <clears throat> also diving in more and more. So maybe it's an idea to feature some of these projects, maybe even do some interviews with people like really short ones so what are you doing what do you want to do what do you want to create what are you running into whatever something like that i think that could be pretty epic because then you will be spotlighting the community that you will be needing to build your shit for the future exactly um so <clears throat> maybe that's an idea i don't know um i also think that and i'm looking on the website here right Galileo Protocol, uh, maybe it's interesting to get some of those companies using your tokenized product, et cetera, uh, for maybe short interviews, maybe rack up the YouTube and try and get uh, <clears throat> try and get some, some traffic going. And uh, I know you're not tailoring to, uh, to crypto. We'll get to that in a bit. But um, yeah, the, the, the first end apps will likely come from uh, from our community so just a bit of feedback um, yeah on our that's, end yeah tim go i mean <clears throat> yeah that's kind of interesting right um they could use this and i think they kind of intend to do so yeah use this account and also the telegram chats to kind of engage with the people building on overledger um but yeah i can also imagine that that's not necessarily your first priority if you have limited resources For sure. but it's nice to see them back sure. and, and 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 well i think we need to kind of briefly go into the updates and then yeah just yeah, for the sake what of i wanted clarity, what i wanted what uh, i wanted to add by the way is i spoke with quant updates regularly good old bosses behind this friend of the show part of our uh our, our core team um He's been providing them with a lot of valuable feedback. Um, and I won't go into details. That's, that's, that's not for me to do. But he has provided a lot of value to Quant as being a, a quote-unquote end user uh, or a developer. I don't know how you want to call that. But I think if they can expand on their army, quote-unquote army of, uh, of developers motivated to work for them, even though they could be complete news like myself, um, if the support is kind of there, um, that would motivate a lot of people and it could actually expedite potentially the development of uh, of their products. So anyway, Tim, as you said, our good old conductor, where uh, that's a conductor, right? Somebody who orchestrates the, the music. Huh. Yeah. Moving to the update. So the first one that they hadn't released and they released just now, is overledge release 2.2.21. That's 21. It adds more functionality for the QRC721 token and the QRC20 token APIs. You can now monitor smart contract events for their QRC721 token and receive updates directly to a callback URL. So um, what is in there is in the release notes, so you can find that in the in the tweet. It's in the tweet itself. I'm trying to click, but every time I get zoom 
Let's block that away. What is this? Ah, oh, man. And I doxed my entire life once again. Proper preparation and planning Proper prevents piss poor performance. Hey, yeah. but while you're uh, fucking about, computer, yeah. <laughs> and well, I'm me having zero technical skills, just to make it clear. Uh, we didn't necessarily know about these updates, right? So we yeah. were living under the perception that nothing was being done yeah. in terms of the, all the, the, the fortnightly uh, release schedule and bi-weekly uh, mm -hmm. releases that they do, so every two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, but they've done that. And if you, if you look at the, the timeline, they have been actually yeah. pushing out updates every two weeks. For some reason, though, we weren't aware of it. Yeah, it, it, it was not available on their website. And it could very well be because this, this is about QRC721. This one is also QRC721. Um, so, so that's like the, the quant interoperable multi-chain version of NFTs, right? Yeah. Um, this is also just technical, as you can see. There's, there's not much going on. It's just the sandbox and production API stuff. Uh, and, and that's it. The same for the third one, QRC20 token APIs. There's not much in there. And no. I know from a source that somebody has given them feedback on what the fuck do these updates even mean? <laughs> and and that could have been potentially the trigger for them not releasing them anymore because as you can see the three so technically from November the 23rd right that leads into December second week ish um and so that's that's update number one that's this one then you got two weeks after that that's right before Christmas that will bring you here and and then we got like past New uh, Christmas recess, past New Year's. So then we have this one somewhere mid-January. That would be like, what? Well, yeah, mid-January. And then this would then be... Beginning of February. Beginning of February-ish. Yeah. And um, before we get to that... I think this it was even aligns. I think the, the, first, the, the last update was on the 15th of February. And then... That would mean that the next update would be like first of March or last day of February. Yeah. Lines perfectly yeah. now. <laughs> so there have been bi-weekly updates, um, but yeah, they were just secret. Um, so Celine Justice, if, if you're not following her, give her a follow. She's a, she's a happy one, apparently. Um, cryptic. Growth. Look, uh, this, this is emojis, right? For the people listening, uh, what's this? This is a, a, a sprout growth mountain no. global. We now support Avalanche, AVAX, developer.quantlet.network, slash docs, slash quant over, blah, blah, blah. And that's where it brings us to. These are the release notes 2.2.24. And what I noticed straight off the bat is that they changed <clears throat> apologies they changed the formatting 
So as you remember from the last three very clinical overledger updates, this one starts with uh, the what's what what's new. Then we have a bunch of logos, crypto companies. We're getting to that in a bit. Then we're getting this. What this means for you. To me, that's really interesting because mm. I cannot remember that I've seen that at all, or at least recently. And, and they just use pretty plain language, in my opinion, to describe what they're doing. Then we're getting how you can benefit, which is also interesting because that's boiling down it even further, not making assumptions about the knowledge level. Um, and obviously they could go in more depth. They didn't, which is, which is fine. This is our just release notes. Um, and then they got some links and etc. So, so this is a lot more, in my opinion, oriented towards the, the, the more common folk or maybe enterprise people that just lurk and, and don't want to get, um, how do you say, demotivated from yeah. all these crazy tech updates. I mean, so, it's still so, technical. Yeah. It's just a bit more readable, yeah. legible to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Purely, hey, we're, let, we've done this code and now this is new and you can read uh, the full details here. Exactly. Let me read it for a bit. So, Overledger 2.2.24, introducing Avalanche support and enhanced monitoring functionality for QRC tokens. What's new? From today, the complete list of Overledger APIs can now run on the Avalanche network. And Quant's chain agnostic tokens and smart contracts can now be deployed on Avalanche C-Chain. These product enhancements mean that our users can now connect to up to nine different networks. And then we see the logos, right? So we see from left to right, and Tim, jump in whenever I get lost. Mm. Ethereum, Bitcoin, Hyperledger Fabric, Hyperledger Visu, not XRP, but Ripple. Uh, that was Polygon. The next one. The, the, uh, the, the, yeah, that's Polygon. And then you have Polkadot, Polkadot. And you have XTC, and then you have Avalanche. Yeah. So and I think so next to Hyperledger, that, that was. Sorry. Yeah. And I spoke to Quantascan. He's like, okay, I'm pretty surprised that Hyperledger Bisu is in there because technically Hyperledger Bisu was never officially released for Overledger public. And we always assumed that these updates pertain to Overledger public mainnet, right? And not to the enterprise side of things. So this could mean a couple of things. One, it's always been there and it just never promoted it because it wasn't interesting to the public. Could also very well mean that what, what we hoped, what we've been speculating on is that there could be a merger between Overledger Enterprise and Overledger Public eventually mm -hmm. taking place so that the support and everything will be merged um, and there just will just exist one Overledger network why because if if, if you talk about uh di distributed ledger networks right dlns you you need the permission to be on that network anyway you cannot simply access every part like you can with the internet um so you could very well in my opinion and my limited knowledge correct me if i'm wrong in the comments put everything on this on the same overledger and just push updates um for both at the same time and they can both exist in the same overledger 
Um, so it's just speculation, obviously. Um, but it's interesting because what you see here is for the vast majority, quote unquote, crypto companies, right? And why this is interesting, we'll get to that in the end. Um, Hyperledger Fabrics, obviously, uh, private oh. enterprise, uh, great Ethereum, and, 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 and Hyperledger as well. Or, or am I mistaken now? I'm not very good. I, I spoke to, to Boss about this. I need to fucking read up on Actually, all the where, enterprise versions of everything. I'm sorry, where, where's Corda here? Yeah, it's not in there. I don't know why. That That's why it's double interesting, triple interesting. R3, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. So anyway, the rest of the release notes. So the Avalanche platform was designed to address some of the scalability issues faced by Ethereum and other blockchains. It offers a unique architecture that follows fast and efficient transactions with near instant finality and an eco-friendly consensus mechanism. We are also enabling enhanced monitoring for debit credit and approval on QRC tokens. What this means for you, given the increasing adoption and tokenization development on C-Chain and its superior speed, we are now offering our users access to Avalanche smart contract chain to enable the creation of any Ethereum compatible applications and assets. In addition to deploying your QRC tokens on Avalanche testnet called Fuji and Avalanche mainnet called C-Chain, you can now build your applications with Overledger API functions that were available for Ethereum. Example API actions available from today are creating AVAX, the native currency on Avalanche, transactions, searching, monitoring activity on an address, and more. How you can benefit? Tokenize will display the Fuji testnet and CChain mainnet as options for token creation and deployment. And then we're getting the full list of APIs documented that can be found here. You can click on the link following change. Sorry, the following are changes to monitoring smart contract events for QRC20 tokens. Um, this is all pretty um, sophisticated, uh, but you can get updates when token is credited, debit, debit approval, credit QRC20, and act on behalf of another account for QRC20. So these were all in the previous layout tier three functionalities, um, which is interesting because we have never ever heard back from if there's ever going to be a tier three and tier four once again. Um, so maybe they just dropped that, I don't know. I know for a fact that only tier one and two are available for licensing right now. We made an episode about this prices ranging from 90, 9600 to 18k per annum, no. which is steep, uh, but you get the full support of, uh, of Quant apparently. Um, I do not know what the status of, uh, of Galileo is anymore. I know that they wanted the QRC20 or they wanted or they bought it um, for their Leox token, which will be going on public listing pretty soon. Same yep. with a Uniswap listing. So um, they cannot go there if they do. Uh, they, they could technically go there without QRC20, but I think they won't because there's not really any rush for them. Um, 
So, but that's all contingent on tokenize being ready. Yeah, and it could also very well be just an intern who missed Corda in this in this picture. <laughs> I mean, mm. you don't know. It could also yeah, be that I, these small mistakes I, I, there wouldn't are many. The, uh, wouldn't put it past here. Quant. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. interesting stuff, and mm -hmm. I think it will just kind of crystallize in the future. But it's nice that these see some some kind of development yeah. going on because we've been in radio silence since December. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. No, think, no, no, I mean, November twenty third was their last. That is literally three months ago. I mean, December, January, yeah. This is that's kind of a long time. So it's good to hear back from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 let's see. I mean, Quan didn't leave us in radio silence, obviously, because we did get all the other stuff, uh, which we will go to now. But seeing some developments on the technical side are good. And uh, yeah, it's um. It's a little bit sad, really, because back in 2020, when the gateways were coming, I rented the server and started learning and building, and engagement was high. Luke Riley came into the chat. Gilbert was in the chat. Everybody was fired up. A lot of people were motivated, and knowledge and, and skills not used, they will just die right and mm. we are now almost three years down the road um i still have my server uh which i'm paying like 15 euros a month for good thing we now have the comfyshow.com that we're running on there um but yeah there's a lot of people that that got in there got their server did their, their best to create an MDAP and get registered. And well, right now I'm I'm at a loss of about 500 euros uh, simply from from not running a gateway. Yeah. Um, which, and this which is, is something we've been bringing up quite a few times. And I, I remember somewhere last year, our argument was that if you just leave all these people in the dark. Mm. Yeah. It won't be very nice, but apparently that's what's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty surprised. And then the three months of free mainnet access, um, I felt more and more like, uh, oh well, let's let's not go there. But it's, I I, I truly hope that 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 they'll be um, ramping up the conversation through the developers. I think there's a lot of motivated and intellectual people in there. Uh, many of which have, have been in the community for a long, long time. And I think the vast majority of the long-term people um, will run a gateway and they are arguably possibly one of the more read up and motivated people to, uh, to do this because Quant was always a little bit more of a technical project than for instance, a Shiba Inu or a Floki or whatnot. And uh, I think there's a lot of potential within a community to create interesting things. I think a lot of people are uh, pretty well connected to 
God knows what. So there's a lot of ideas floating around, but everybody keeps everything very close to the vest. Uh, I feel if people are creating at all. So I'm curious to see what you guys will be. Uh, you guys will be building. If you have any ideas for an MDAP or something, leave a comment. I'd love to discuss. So to, to bring it back, right, to the quant Twitter, um, not to bash, but, but just there's a thing I noticed and it's pretty annoying to me. And I think they're missing a lot of engagement, which is this, uh, this lady right here. This is from Citiam. Uh, and there she is again. Uh, again. And I believe she comes four again. times. Yeah. So, and, and then you, you see the yellow coming across the screen pretty often. Let's let's start with, with the blue. So this is a quant commercial stablecoins issuance. That's one. And this is the pictures we're talking right off the tweet. This is two, three, four, four five. Uh, four, right. Five, yeah, five, six. And then we're getting to the man with the yellow background from Forbes, how MasterCard, Goldman Sachs, and others. One. And the green is also one, two. And another two, another green, three, three, four. I think a lot of people don't click or just get bored because of those pictures. And I am not the one that says you need to customize everything for engagement. But I have more often than not saw a tweet come across my screen. I'm like, ah, I already read that. And I just missed the entire message and maybe i did read it maybe i didn't and i know this is automatically generated by twitter based on the url where the page is on um but i i, I don't know if that can be fixed and if they, if they can do something that it makes it all less monotonous um because yeah it's uh i just noticed which is annoying. Oh, and by the way, if you're an exceptional writer who's passionate about finance and technology and keen to build a career at a scale-up where they'll be able to have a huge impact from day one, if, if that's you, look at the application. We'll put a link in the description so they're looking for a writer. Um, I already forwarded this uh, to, uh, to someone that I know, um, which is... Uh, I think a very cool opportunity, and it would be uh, very interesting to see if somebody from our community uh, would be um, hired for this. Um, so check out the vacancy or the job. Yeah, that's a job vacancy, right? Yeah. Check out it in, in the description or on the Quad Network website. Um, maybe that is you. It's a full-time gig in marketing. So. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah and it's kind of. When I saw the, um, uh, the latest release notes of 2.224, um, mm -hmm. is that they kind of went into writing, making it a bit less technical. That could actually kind of relate to what we're seeing here from, hey, can you please make our yeah. technical stories a bit more legible for everyone? 
I don't know. I might see patterns here, but it might might be a thing. Hey, uh, talking about writing, I, I am also trying to write every now and then. Um, I'm a terrible writer. I wouldn't apply for this vacancy, uh, but we can at least have a look at it, I think. Shall, shall we go to price first and then move on to your... Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Usually, in the first 10 minutes, you're the one going to price and market movements. Yeah, well, I, and I, I did, <laughs> and, and, but you parked it somewhere halfway in the episode, and we yeah, are technically yeah. halfway in. Yeah. So, so, so we're here, fair enough. and, and we're, 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 getting, we're getting hurt a bit. We're trying to implement a little bit more structure. So, but Tim is excited because he, he, he wrote a very neat blog. So we'll get to in a bit. So looking at bits, this is Bitcoin, euros, current price 23,000. Exactly, and 36 cents. Not exactly. Let's see what it does in dollars. That's uh, 24,500-ish. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, we're, I'm moving back to euros, by the way. It's not so too bad. No, no, no. That's up 13% on the week. And we always look at the two weeks, right? Because that's the last update that everybody got from us. I'm sorry for fiddling around with my mic the entire time. If you notice that, so apologies. I hope it doesn't sound too bad. Up. OCD. <laughs> so looking at the 14 days, we're doing pretty well. Well, at least Bitcoin is. Because 14 days ago, it was a 21,624. And now it's actually pretty stable at 23K. Apparently it got rejected a couple of times on the 25K and that's then dollars, obviously. I don't know what to think about that. Um, a lot of people are saying Bitcoin will, uh, will die again. Yeah, we'll see. Do you have an opinion on this, Tim? Not really. We'll have to see where it goes. I think... Uh... Given current uh, economic conditions and market conditions, it's completely unpredictable. However, yeah. I, I do see that Bitcoin and Ethereum and all the other cryptos. You call it lags? <laughs> like the, 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 I mean, they, 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 they have quite some lags in a way. They can go up quite easily if you see how far where they come from. So I don't yeah. know where we'll, um, we will be going, but. We go down to quant for a bit and look at our own yeah. price. What I find interesting is if we look at seven days ago, yeah, every let let's say an average of of ten percent for the top ten gains. Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe a bit more. And then also you look at the graphs. It's been pretty stable for the past week, right? Yeah. Almost boring. You can see the leg up for the BNBs and the Ethereum, the Bitcoin. And then it kind of stabilized, which is a lot better than uh, yeah, Litecoin, than what happened with the previous, uh, yeah. sorry, with the previous pumps. And I'm not sure how this correlates then to the AI coins, because last couple of weeks we were in that hype. Uh, I'm not sure how they are doing. Could very well be that they're still doing well and that the general market is now also going up. I really don't know. Um, I think everything kind of stabilized for a bit, but you never know in crypto. At the moment, you are hearing this, the situation could very well be different. Yeah. I've heard some Binance FUD today again. 
Binance might fall. So there's still a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, uh, well, is, is that because Binance is allegedly using BUSD to pump up Bitcoin so they can uh, sell their sure. Bitcoin? Yeah, I, I heard this. Or I read this, I can't remember. Apparently, Binance is being accused of using their BNB or BUSD, of which they have full control, to buy a Bitcoin, dump Bitcoin, then buy Bitcoin back with USDT for profits and fill their pockets in that way. So manipulating the market with tokens that they create for themselves. So they inflate their token and then they apparently use those to buy other tokens and those tokens don't get dumped. I know it's way too technical for me, but it, it sounded terrible to me. And I wouldn't put it past CZ. Yeah, honestly, I don't know, but I wouldn't store my crypto on Binance anyway. Yeah, but hey, yeah. if they fall, we will be back in another uh, episode of uh, yeah. FUD and FUD yeah. busting. No, no, maybe we can get to 20. Good yeah, quant. or 10. Yeah, yeah, there's still people calling for 20 euros on quant. It's uh, pretty amazing. It's I Anyway. Think it's, yeah, less than six months until the 15 euro mark gets inside. We're getting a, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if it does, yeah. if if it doesn't hit, we're getting one Q and T each, right? Yeah, we do. We do. Anyway, quant is and that is a little bit interesting to me. It, quant is down to position 38 on CoinGecko, yeah. and we used to hover around position 29. And so we dropped like 10 spots for what it's worth. Market cap still 1.8 billion uh, in euros. Uh, oh, sorry for yawning, guys. Um, keep yawning. Yeah, so that's 2 billion in dollars. So market cap wise, it's fine, right? Maybe it's just an inflation correction that went up. If, I mean, if you look at the market cap, it's actually quite scary, like how you get accustomed to such high market caps. Like for me now, 120, 130 euro or dollar in quant feels, eh, it's not low, but it's not high at the same time. But if you think about the fully diluted market cap or the market cap for whatever, however you calculate it, then it feels pretty high. But then if you put it in perspective, I think we only have a market dominance of like 0.14% or 0.14 or something, like very low. Is it, is, it, is it that high? You're supposed to be able to see that, right? Yeah, mark dominance 0.172. So almost 0.2% market dominance. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. If, I, I think if you look at the market dominance in the real world, how much would it be? In the real <laughs> world, it would be much higher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, hilarious if you think about it. So then uh, we have a lot of space to grow. Yeah. So um, right now above us is ApeCoin, Hedera, Kronos, Near, VeChain, Lido, Monero, Ethereum Classic, Chainlink, 
ton coin. And oh. and there's a there's a lot of stable coins in here, by the way, which is interesting because you look at Tether, that's one USD, that's two. Then we got Binance USD, that's three. Die. Die is four. I, I, I thought the other day I saw another new one, but apparently I was wrong. You hmm. can turn those off, right? The stable coins. Oh, really? I'm not sure where, but I think it's it's possible. Interesting. No. Okay. Or it's in coin market cap. I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah. um... I, I, I thought I thought there were more that that there was another. It, it could have died already. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. That's a new stable coin. Oh, yeah. I was probably wrong, or it but... doesn't look very stable. That's also possible. Anyway, <laughs> if we just look at the market right now and the feeling that I have that they call it like boarding, right? So that when we were going. On a nice, a nice high level, and then suddenly it starts dropping out of nowhere because something happens. That's kind of the feeling I have right now, like a fake stable movement. But we'll have to see. We'll probably be in a different situation next week, and we'll uh, see where it goes. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of mm -hmm. neutral at these price levels, which is comfortable, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Uh, because this time around, we are. Around the one hundred thirty dollars, one hundred forty dollars, but a Bitcoin at around twenty k. That's pretty good. Last time we were around these levels, Bitcoin was uh, in the forty k mark, so double uh, the money. Yeah, we'll see where we go. Yeah, but I'm definitely so... feeling more comfy now than in the past. Mm. From that perspective, Tim, your yeah. is gem that you wrote on the quamfishow.com yeah. and then click on the blogs page so you can find it there it's number three it's called the interoperable source of scarcity yeah why tim and uh, yeah tim take us through it i will um so basically i'm doing these blogs on the website um and well i didn't really post anything anymore since christmas day <laughs> 25th of december so i figured hey i have time on my hands right now i'm not assigned so i do have time to write something and i wanted to do something on uh the tokenomics because well in january we had these developments around the total supply which changed uh and i did write things in the mm. past about tokenomics it, it didn't change it didn't change i'm sorry for <laughs> that our perception of the supply changed Sorry about that. The representation of the actual numbers in circulation. That's, the, the, I think, the nuance. Exactly. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so one way or the other, things have changed in our knowledge. And I figured that, hey, there are only a few articles, as you can see in the, in, in, in the piece I wrote. It's in, in orange. Um, and they, they, they link to uh, CryptoSec, um, who has done some stuff on the tokenomics. I was like, hey, I might want to be updating it a little bit since some things have changed since then. So I basically uh, re recaptured briefly what QNT does, how we should see it in the Overledger ecosystem, and I'm comparing it to a festival token. So I took the part that I wrote in the ebook. And that chapter, uh, and there I kind of compared 
Q&T to, well, basically the currency on the festival that everything you want to do there, you will need the festival token to kind of pay for it. And, um, and I'm also explaining that we have the 18 decimals and how all that stuff works. So it's kind of rare that you can only do stuff on Overledger with Q&T. That's what I'm doing here. I'm also doing some, giving you some information. Yeah. And what, what's interesting is that this festival, right? That festival is not on the Ethereum blockchain. And that's really important because that's always been a major uh, yeah. piece of foot for the uninitiated is like, oh, how can quant scale infinitely if it is on the Ethereum blockchain? And it, it, the token is on the blockchain. That That is true. Yet the business end, right, is 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 a thing in itself. Like a festival has its own rules, has its own pace, and its own economy. So it is not limited by any of the limitations uh, exactly. that, that that Ethereum has. Yeah, that's why the analogy works really well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just gave some backgrounds on also well the token generation event, the ICO, all the stuff from the past. You can also see that I'm still in the old part. I'm still talking about 14.6 million QNT. Uh, and then I am correcting myself. Hey, hey, this isn't necessarily correct anymore because since the time I wrote it, things have changed. So I'm presenting the new number here and I'm giving you the documentation to verify it for yourself. I mean, the listeners of the Comfy Show know that. We've all seen the episodes with Greg, and I'm also posting uh, both the episodes and his documentation of how to reach that new number. So you can yeah. just verify it. I just wanted to have it on the internet written in clear next to all the stuff you already did. Yeah. Then I'm also making comparison to other cryptos, such as Bitcoin, which have a, um, a total supply of around 21 million, or also have these cryptos which are going into the billions. And then I'm saying, hey, this is kind of interesting because uh, we only have around 14.8 million something. And we need to take into account, and I've already said something about the licenses that happens that happen, but also the, 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 the very fact of how Overledger is working and functioning, that we need those remote connector gateways uh, to actually let the network function. And then I'm making all the arguments to why that is important, uh, uh, installing trust in the network, getting people into it. That's what I'm doing in this text. Um, it's kind of dated with the ideas that we have had in the past. So I'm also saying that at the end, like, hey, it's kind of dated information however this is the model that we know this is the design that we are aware of this is how it should function and then no matter how you look at it that is a pretty good argument to argue that QNT will be very scarce and that there will not be a lot of QNT. and some people have obviously also spoken about a supply shock i'm saying in my in, in the part that in this piece that i wrote like, yeah, I don't really believe in a supply shock, but we will see increasing scarcity and that the amounts of people who have a yeah. high number of QNT will drop and will be divided among all the participants. And no way, uh, no matter how you look at it, it will become even more 
scare us over the future. That seems our point. Yeah. What is interesting, what I want to add, I've been thinking about this, right? We're always talking about the low supply the QMT has, which is true. Uh, Bitcoin also has a low supply. Those numbers are really important when you're early. The later you get, the more irrelevant the total amount of tokens gets. Think of Bitcoin, think of QMT. Quant is, is more scarce uh, than Bitcoin. We, yeah. we know what we own when it comes to Q&T. I can never, ever... Well, that's not true. <laughs> it, it's very unlikely that I would have the money to buy the same amount of Bitcoin right now as I have the amount of money to buy Q&T in the same amount. Does that make sense? Mm. Because Bitcoin price is way higher, so getting like let's let's call it a hundred, right? So getting a hundred Bitcoin that will set you back what four million? What is it? Two, two million right now? I think yeah, yeah, two million. Yeah. yeah. But getting a hundred Q and T right now, that would be what ten uh, k? Yeah, twelve k. So. And, and that's because you're early right now, right? There's there's very few wallets and you can still get a lot of, of whole, whole tokens. But there will come a point in our um, opinion Life. That, that quant will reach the same prices. So if quant reaches the same price as Bitcoin right now, and you can only invest, uh, that, let's say for the average person, an average amount of money, then the supply doesn't matter anymore. If I would have bought Bitcoin for the amount of money that I bought Q&T, um, I would probably have one Bitcoin. Does that, does that make sense? And even yeah. though the supply is really stupidly low with only, only 21 million to ever be uh, in existence, Bitcoin will never ever do the multiple uh, that, that it did before. I, I don't see that. I don't see Bitcoin going over 40 million a token. I think that's, that's, I think that's very unlikely. Um, so by then, the, the supply doesn't matter anymore because everything is being done in sets, right? And that's the same, I think, with QNT. Eventually, eventually the token supply doesn't matter anymore. The same is that it doesn't matter to people that are really early in, in shitcoins. I mean, you can get a shitcoin with a supply of 1 billion, or you can get early into a, a shitcoin uh, with, with the lower supply. The, the, the market cap is eventually what scales everything and what determines the price and determines how much you can get of everything. No. And, and, and that's, again, when, when it gets a little bit murky again, because then it gets like, all these different variables like time and supply, et cetera. But the point I was trying to make is if you're really early and you can secure a lot of tokens, um, then the low supply is beneficial. If you're going to get like when, when it's heyday, right? When everything is already operational and the quant price is where we think it will go, um, then, then it doesn't matter anymore. If the, if the supply is high or low. Does that make sense a bit, Tim? 
it does. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always obvious that the, you you are in a project. Yeah, the more profit you will make. Um, yeah. I think everything has kind of been said about well, how obvious it is. Yeah, with quant. Um, but it's just what makes it so different is just the entire design of everything, right? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It's it's been very very thoroughly thoroughly been thought through, and yeah, um, it just makes perfect sense. I think we were mostly talking about Overledger itself, uh, yeah. and, and and we should sometimes also look back at well how brilliantly this is designed. Even though we've had radio silence about it for a bit, talking yeah. about needed thoughts with Carlo Colista, um, <sighs> but. Yeah, in essence, this is still where it comes down to, and that's just the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, in yeah. this piece, I, I I just realized by the way, it's with the adoption of anything, right? With the smartphone, um, it, it, if you designed the the first smartphone that got adopted, you made a ton of money. But if you're now uh, getting those same smartphone companies, you're not going to earn as much uh, in in appreciation for the company as you would back then. Right, so so being early, being new, is is more important than eventually what, um, how 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 many items or units or I think anyway, um, it's it's all percentages, right? In in the end, yeah. or or multiples. Um, um, Tim, please please finish your story. Yeah. So yeah, I've referenced that entire that I wrote earlier um, and I'm saying well eh, you have this mechanism here with remote connector gateways and that is a way to make money that's what makes it so mm -hmm. valuable however as we pointed out in the Dutch episode of, of last week and that's not what I'm necessarily saying in the text but I think we need to address here too and make a, a point is that we're not talking about staking so in, mm. in, the, in the piece above, I was still talking about staking just for convenience reasons. Like it's the, the only way to kind of get yeah. everyone on board. Yeah. But if you look at it from a technical and legal perspective, we are not necessarily talking about staking. Um, because, well, I put an article in there referencing to what staking exactly is, but it boils down to the fact that in the literal definition of staking, you're talking about getting a fixed amount of income for locking your tokens. And that is not the case with uh, remote connector gateways. It's not a staking mechanism. But the question is, and we've had this discussion in Dutch last week, what do we call it then? And Jarno might elaborate a little bit more on it. Uh, but yeah. as we also know, is that Quant has never ever mentioned staking in their official line of communications for reasons that we will talk about later uh, in this episode. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's uh, relevant. Yeah, this, the staking thing, it, it, it could be called uh, semantics, right? But, but there is a very, very important distinction um, to make. And Sorry, I zoned out a little bit. <laughs> um, we all do sometimes. Yeah, but 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 quant will never, ever 
call what they do staking. And 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 here's why. We'll get to that first. Um, we googled it. So what is staking in crypto? And this source is the Motley Fool. Um, they have a lot of uh, things about investing, and we also have a source from Coinbase. Um, stake is what you heard about a lot. They made a video, and, and and Tim, you captured it really well in the beginning. It's it's guaranteed returns, right? Yeah. So staking is you put your tokens in in a protocol or in in a contract or whatever, and you know for certain you're getting a minimum yield, right? And and the yield is technically the same for everybody. So it is like dividends or like interest. And um, this makes a lot of coins and tokens securities. Um, for tax reasons, it could, depending on where you live, also make things a lot more difficult because if it's a guaranteed return, uh, it could be taxed as such. Um, I invite you to look at the articles and 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 look that up. But there's a there's always a connotation with the word staking because a lot of staking protocols um, are just inflation models, right? So. If you're getting 10, 15, 20% of yield year over year, um, most of the time, that is the same amount of tokens that they are releasing, unlocking, mining, creating, whatever you want to call it. It is rare that a yield um, that high does not coincide with inflation of some sort. No. Um, so it's technically not really gains that you're making. And most of the time, the project is just making the money and not the investor, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, regulation is not very clear as to what is um, permissible and what is not. And the term staking is misused a lot. And I'll, and I'm and, thinking of it, and I'm not sure if yeah. this fits the definition. Um, but isn't staking a lot of times related to also unlocking the total supply, so that you are part of the network, and in turn for that you're getting slow. It, the total supply will be slowly unlocked and brought to your wallet. Or is that not necessarily the case? I'm not sure. Not, because not with sure. Quant, everything is unlocked already. Yeah, yeah. Not sure so that either. Also be a different difference. Not there. sure yeah. either. But there's a very important nuance, and that is that if you run a remote connector gateway, you are not guaranteed to get paid. Right? You need to provide a service, and that service is providing bandwidth as well as forwarding messages. Uh, those are technically the same. Um, so you're part of the consensus mechanism and you're part of the decentralization of the network. You have control over your payment channels. That's what it's called. This is all 2020 information. This could potentially 
uh, change, but you open up a payment channel and you have an operator address and a Q&T address and your Q&T address is your quote unquote stake. And that's how Gilbert referred to staking as that the remote connector gateway system has staking ask features, right? So you're locking your uh, Q&T in your Q&T uh, address, and that is your stake. That's your allocation of bandwidth, and, and, and that gives you certain prerogatives on a network, some, some bandwidth extra, et cetera. There, there's a lot going on there. And then you have your operator address. Your operator address is where a, a, a minor amount of Q&T is in there, and the purpose of that is um, to facilitate transactions and you can get uh, penalized for malicious behavior. Um, and that is also the address where your payments will come into, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. you, get, you get paid a fraction or percentage of the transactions that you, uh, that you process. So that's not a guaranteed return. Same goes, you can upgrade. That's also 2020 information, uh, your tier of your gateway, right? You can have tier one, tier two, tier three, depending on how many blockchain nodes you connect, et cetera. And that all um, has to do with the yield you're getting in return. So that's not staking, that's, that's, that's something else, um, which is interesting. But what we noticed is Quant wants to distance themselves as much as possible from the crypto game and the crypto lingo. And we are looking right now at FinTech, FinTech Marketing Hub, where CMO Andrew Carrier, CMO of Quant, talks about their sidewalks marketing, right? We had the FUD, Quant didn't have a booth. And, oh, look, they were outside, ah, mm. whatever. Now, well, apparently there was a business strategy going on there. And um, he explains it in this article. Um, highly encourage you to, to read this. Um, and familiarize yourself with the way Quant is looking at things and doing things. And it was also interesting when I spoke to, uh, to Gilbert there, um, he, he said as much as this, right? Um, they were walking around and, 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 and they were just, they, they had full control over what they did there. They could deter, um, determine themselves to whom they are going to speak and who they want to approach. And if you have a booth, you're just locked into your booth and you're, uh, you need to wait until people come to you. And in this way, you have a lot of initiative and there's a lot, more going on uh, that, that reach the eye. And it's a lot cheaper than, than getting a booth at the premier uh, fintech event uh, of the world. So there's one thing that, that stood out to me. Well, there's a couple of things that stood out in this article, but this is really important. And I'm going to read this entire bit for your uh, convenience. Um, so there's a question here. For Quant's participation at Cybos last year, you adopted a rather unusual event marketing strategy. Can you please provide a brief overview of what your strategy was all about? And Andrew answers, when you line us up next to the behemoths of the financial world that make up the bulk of Cybos exhibitors, 
Quant is relatively is a relatively unknown brand. But that was just one part of our challenge. The other element is that our business, making blockchain for finance easy, is not well understood. Indeed, there's still a healthy degree of skepticism amongst some of the cyber's audience about whether it's even a thing. We're effectively creating a market from scratch. And if that wasn't enough of a challenge, there is a final fly in the ointment. Too often when we say blockchain, people hear quote unquote crypto. We need to dissociate ourselves from an application of blockchain technology that we are not involved in. Exactly. Yeah. So they, Andrew said, we need to dissociate ourselves from an application of blockchain technology that we're not involved in. So they are not involved in crypto. And I think this is, this is interesting. And as we said, it's in the Dutch episode as well. I have a little bit of a new insight on this after speaking uh, with Bas, is that, of course, they are involved in crypto, right? Think of the release notes the other day. There you have Ethereum, Bitcoin, Ripple, Polkadot, blah, 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 and all the other suspects. So they are involved in crypto, but they they have to in in a way because they are an interoperability provider yet they do not engage or service crypto as other cryptos do right so they are utilizing the technology and they're making it accessible to enterprise so instead of them looking down on on on, on crypto they're looking up to the companies and they're the hub targeting. So it's all about the target audience, right? A lot of yeah, crypto exactly. companies have as a target audience, us, the crypto folk wanting to get rich from crypto investing, speculation, etc. cetera, stacking. But, but what they're doing is they are targeting the, the oracles of this world, the banks of this world, the governments of this world, and they are servicing them. They are offering them a DLT solution that they can pick and choose from. It's like it's like a DLT buffet, right? Already nine uh, public blockchains are now connected and available, um, and, and, and that is what they are about. So, yes. They need to dissociate themselves from an application of blockchain technology that we're not involved in. And in this case, in my opinion, that application where they want to dissociate themselves from is the investment part. They want nothing to do with people getting rich. They don't care. And Gilbert said that in an interview with the Dutch guy, uh, a Dutch interviewer asked him at Cybos in, in 2019, um, do you invest in crypto yourself? And then crypto uh, Gilbert says, no, I just create the technology for it. And I, I think that is the bottom line. So they need to dissociate from the application of, of, of crypto. And this goes for me hand in hand with the staking part. If they offer staking, then they are servicing us the gambling degenerates. That is also why I think that they do not comment on the token anymore, that they don't mm. use the cash tag anymore, that all those things that they dissociate themselves as much as possible. But it's the CMO, right? It's chief marketing. Um, he, he's like shoulder to shoulder with Gilbert on almost everything. And 
I mean, hierarchically speaking. So, so this is not just some, some dude just saying something. This is their core value and their core conviction and, and their strategy. And that's really important. So calling it staking is categorically wrong. So now, because we are the DGENs and we are here for the price appreciation, even though I love following all these developments, uh, still in it for the yeah, money to the in it for the tech. In it for the tech. Um, so on the tech side of things, we need to discuss, and I highlighted here, operating a remote connector gateway should be called what? Because it is categorically not staking. We, we did some very quick brainstorming. Are we calling operating a remote connector gateway? RCGing, that's option number one. Do we call it operating? Like the operators in the military, uh, mm. but then in this case, operating? Uh, but maybe call it channeling because you open up a payment channel and 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 and, and it gets closed and then you get paid and and, and in, in the meantime you do uh overledgery thingies yeah or yeah for let, let's just call it stacking with ck because that's what all the translating uh, computers make out of it um or you have a better suggestion that's option five so one rcging two operating three channeling four Let's just call it stacking. And five, I have a better suggestion. We are curious because I think we need a word. Um, yeah, we do. And we will be putting a poll on Twitter about this. Yeah. So as soon as this is live, you will see the poll and you can vote. Yeah. And then we will see what you guys come up with. And we will yeah. be very yeah. interested in that. Hey, yeah. if we go back to the article. Oh, and no. hold on, let me add a little bit because, and it would be very cool if we can get consensus on this within the community because we had the same discussion back in 2020 with how do we call a 118th of a QNT, right? So the 18th decimal because sats comes from Satoshi's and that's one eighth of a Bitcoin. Bitcoin is eight decimals or 12, eight, right? Uh, 12, I think 12. Yeah, what, whatever. <laughs> but we came to the, to the consensus, we call them Verdians, right? So um, it would be cool if, if we can get the same uh, like this for- Eight, eight. Yeah. it's eight, yeah. Yeah. eight decimals. So it would be cool if we can get something like this from the community. How do you call that? If you operate a gateway, if you're a remote connector gateway operator. It's all a fantasy because they will never go live. RCGO? Are we going? Going? Gateway operating? Uh, I don't know. Hive uh, mind, do your thing. Tim, where do you want me to take you? Uh, back to the article from yes. uh, Andrew. Yes, we are here. So, yeah, so they kind of had wanted to lay out how their marketing strategy works. And then mm -hmm. it boils down to a couple of pillars. 
So the first is education, the second one is positioning, and the third one is punching above your weight. So you can take over now and uh, elaborate on what uh, Andrew said here. Punching I above think it's, your it's weight relevant class. And important. <laughs> That's interesting for some quant team members. <laughs> we'll go there. But I think, no, but I, I think this, this, oh dear. Let's, let's not do this. Someone was tweeting about eating croquettes in Belgium. Who? <laughs> Andrew was in Belgium. He was looking for the best croquette in, uh, already, in Belgium, in Brussels. We've, we have already called uh, another influencer and a cholesterol boy in the past. <laughs> this way. Hey, first, education. Um, so, yeah, their, their first point is education. Uh, men's avoiding is... Sorry, I need to enlarge my screen here for a bit. Oh, yeah, let me zoom in. No, no, it's fine. I can, I can perfectly read it. Uh, education meant avoiding a salesy approach in favor of relying on valuable editorial content that genuinely informed, inspired, and entertained. If we didn't contribute to the cyber's dialogue in a meaningful way, we would missed we would have missed the mark. Yeah, so kind of school the people you're talking to. You know? pushing too aggressively. Positioning uh, implies claiming or grounds, articulating exactly what makes quant different. We landed on the concepts of institutional digital assets. We're not involved nor interested in crypto or NFTs, but rather grown up real world applications of blockchain technology for regulated financial firms, whether they be in payments or capital markets. And the third one is punching above your or weight was a recognition that we simply don't yet have the brand equity for the marketing budget of the Deutsche Banks or IBMs of this world. So we have to be very focused in terms of where we put direct our efforts for the biggest impact. Yeah, this makes perfect sense if you ask me. Right? Yeah. School the people yeah. you're talking to, position yourself well as not some kind of sketchy crypto company and also think very carefully of how you're going to do it because you yeah, obviously you don't, you don't have the full budget to get a cybers booth do whatever you need to be very smart but how do you do it and i, I mean they probably like could but why would they right uh... yeah it, it it wouldn't make much sense i think they are still kind of relatively unknown i mean they're not unknown as i think that the the the, the tech guys in most firms will know them, but I think that the, the, your regular banker or director has no clue that it's being used. I mean, uh, who cares about I mean, who effectively cares about the technology at the end of the day, as long as it just works, it should just work, right? Yeah. Most boomers in senior positions don't even know how to use their, their phone. Alone. And trust me, Cybers was littered with boomers. My God. Yeah. So those, so, those people... They, they just want stuff to work and it shouldn't bother them and the smoother it is the better so yeah for sure yeah that's pretty nice and it's a nice insight into what quant is doing yeah are we going deeper into this this uh nah, article no, no, or... no. okay okay no 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 well, what, well how, how long are we here for now we're here for one hour 18 minutes and 50 seconds yeah that's wonderful man it's wonderful yeah, I, I, I think I, I think this was a very 
packed episode already. I think uh, we, uh, we 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 covered everything we wanted to cover. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I want to leave it at this. Or do you have anything else to add to? Um, not necessarily. L- let me check the the groups we have on Telegram. We might have skimmed over. Ah, maybe we have an interesting ad. Yeah, it's a silver subscription. Oh, fuck that. I'm going to briefly open Telegram for a bit. So this is... Yeah. <laughs> shows we are now both scrolling on our cell phones. Um, no, I'm actually scrolling in Telegram web. Uh, in the meantime, while you are waiting for us to get our affairs in order, hit that like button, right? Give us a like, give us a comment. If you are on Spotify and you are listening right now um, and you're driving... Please just keep driving. <laughs> yeah, um, don't don't go on. Yeah, but do subscribe to us, right? We can use all the support um, that, that we can get. And um, if you could uh, save like five minutes of your time and, and, and write a comment, give some feedback. That'd be so amazing. If you have any questions or any topics you want us to cover or address, let us know. If you want to be on the show, you are more than welcome. You can do it face on. We can do it face off. You can have your 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 voice scrambled, most likely. I don't ah. know. I have to figure that out. We could probably do that. We, can, we probably can. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen those. That's pretty scary. Actually, it's funny as well. We we could use an AI for that. I'm now seeing these videos where they take famous people and use their voice and then make like that they were playing a video game like CSGO or Call of Duty together, and they're all in the same voice chat, and it's hilarious. Yeah, sorry, that's my random thoughts. But we can okay, do a lot, I, probably. We can no, we can give you the voice of a famous person, probably. Um, now no, 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 I feel old. Come on. Yeah, okay. Is that so cute, tokens? <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at our... Buy them all. Buy them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking at our group and I think we've kind of covered everything. There was a yeah. little bit about SATP again, but I think we've covered that as well. So, yeah, yeah I'm calling it an episode. All right. There's not that much to discuss anymore. Well, bro, I'll see you in two weeks. While I'm polishing my phone cover for some reason during the episode. Thank you so much for watching, listening, engaging. Um, we love you all. Quamfy times ahead. Stay quamfy and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Back in English. Stay quamfy.